Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Enjoy! Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work. But it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Dave Hanratty, and there will be no encore, and there will be a bit of a countdown on this episode. <laughs> countdown to Drake, because Dahi Adroni is leaving the studio yeah. at some point to get out to go and see Drake. Okay, uh, how do you feel just, about this conundrum he put us in, mate? I just like Drake more than I like the podcast, I think, is, is the, only, the only reason. Craig, how do you feel about it? I kind of, uh, I, I feel disrespected, but also I like the sense of jeopardy that's in yeah, the studio yeah, right now. Cool. It's, yeah, it's good. It's like a, um, I managed to get a, so a friend got me a ticket, but I have to like meet them outside yeah. before they go in, and he's supposed to start at a certain time. So yeah. sure, sure, to be there, and yeah. I'm doing it. I'm really just going for no encore, so I can for talk about it next week. You know, a full week. It's later. important. <laughs> it's important that one of us go to the Drake gigs. I, think, I you went know. two years ago. <laughs> uh, two years ago, I had a traumatic experience, <laughs> and I, w- I don't need to go again. Uh, what to, happened, Shuga? You got mocked by teenagers. It's a good story. <laughs> you got, yeah, you got beaten uh, up by a pack so of So what you're saying is you have to meet this friend halfway, much like the Black Eyed Peas song, Meet Me Halfway, oh. which I heard in the car, in my friend's car, I don't drive, uh, this week, <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, that was a song, remember that? Yeah. that I don't remember that song at all. Right right the moon, 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 moon. 
Fun. Terrible. I've never heard this song before in my life. I think Will I Am has a bit where he's like, you know, oh yes and yes and yes. He's doing his classic repeating thing. Oh yeah. Sorry, quite the lyrical master. It is okay. So listen, we really got to rush through this, and it's going to get further confusing though. It's going to get further confusing though because like we've pre-recorded an interview with Soleil, which would be on this episode, which was lovely. It was great. It was great. I was happy to be here for that. Or was it? Yes, it was. on that. So even though even though you'll be leaving the studio, but you'll also still be on the next segment, and then you'll be gone. Maybe I should just like slip out without anybody knowing and it just sounds like I've just stopped saying uh, stuff. Now they know. defeat the purpose of shaming you or, for the podcast. Or maybe. you could leave pauses for me to like say stuff in between like do you know what I mean? <laughs> what you, what uh, do you think about uh, uh, Dahi? Think and then I'll be like in Drake going like, yeah I thought the was really, really good I thought it was cool. That could Look, totally work. Spoiler for your Drake review it's gonna suck. I don't know. Apparently, he's playing like a, a broad range or like a, a wide range of, of Drake songs. Yeah, so not <laughs> so just the still. most recent album. But he's also doing like the medley thing where he plays some songs for like 65 seconds. Yeah, but should they all do that? Nicki Minaj did that as well. When they he's all there. do that. Does he go in for much in the way of theatrics and like, does he have a floating There's stage? A floating car, There's a, a floating car. Yeah, 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 yeah. He has, he, did he have a bulletproof vest on? I've been seeing on his Instagram. Possibly, I don't know. I, like, I've done it, For man. security reasons. Well, it's a vest anyway. I don't know if it's bulletproof or not. <laughs> I've done it. I've injected. I feel like there are better gigs to discuss. But, and, and we'll get there but first uh, I will say that of course no popcorn episode 2 Metallica some kind of monster an epic discussion of an epic documentary is now out in your feeds in your whatever you do to listen to the podcast or SS feeds <laughs> yeah I, I think that's how much <laughs> people do it yeah. I really enjoyed the episode good feedback on it so far go and listen to it Yeah, uh, it was your birthday it was my birthday. It was your birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much on the 16th yeah I'm, I'm two hours off being called Patrick because uh, my birthday is on the 16th of March. And, and it's 17th. the law that you have to be called <laughs> well, Patrick. If you're in the country, it is the absolute law that if you're, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're born on St. Patrick's Day to be like either Patricia or Patrick. What? Or, yeah, I've yeah. never heard of Absolutely, that before, yeah, much yeah. like that Black Eyed Peas song. My, my, my mother was really panicking, apparently. She was, she was like, oh, like, he better, like, Hold <laughs> on, arrive. Really, he better arrive soon. Rural ritual. Uh, apparently, like, it's a big thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, how do people in the country feel about professional wrestling? <laughs> I'd say they're not too, too, too jazzed about it, I'd say. You but, were quite uh, jazzed about it. I was quite it, jazzed though. about it. I had a great time. We went Dolly, to OTT. myself, and a party of like 11 people yeah a whole row at the wrestling went to the wrestling over the top wrestling i'm just gonna say the word wrestling <laughs> uh you know went had lots of booze shouted at the crowd shouted at the crowd shouted with the crowd I <laughs> shouted at the crowd shouted at the wrestling <laughs> uh how did you find the experience i thought it was very good it was my second time going and uh i uh knew it was going to be great i knew it was going to be very very good uh the thing with ott is if you're not that much into wrestling like the first half is hilarious because it's like there's a lot of different kind of almost comedy um, style wrestling going on and it's like really really entertaining and then as it goes on it slowly gets more and more like serious wrestling until like the final the final one is like like they'll do something and everyone goes yeah that was really (laughs) great form yeah yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah 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 it's like a like a a horse show or something it's like yeah but in tandem with that everyone's getting drunker Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It devolves pretty quick. Yeah. What 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 encourages drinking so much? I wonder. <laughs> In so Ireland, that's, that's a broader, that's a broader that's society a question. That's a broader society question. I more mean just in One the year older though. and in search of answers. <laughs> because there used to be like some sort of can deal when it was in the table. There was, oh, yeah, 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 but that's not there anymore. Three cans above for a tenner, and now it's just a regular old bar. Although you know you can sneak booze in, but I wouldn't recommend doing it because oh. that's illegal. I may have done it. I did not do it. Please don't come after Legend. me. How close were you to the front? Where you could just smell the sweat and all that was turning. Any... Uh, we were like fairly close. Okay. Yeah, we had good seats. Um, but it was it was more about the communal atmosphere that was. Being 
being served up amongst the gang of friends who found themselves at the wrestling. It was very nice. Uh, it was grand. It was good. I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of I've kind of lost my taste for it a little bit. Like I don't know. It's just like I've got problems with the booking, Greg. You know, I, mean, I wouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have gone over. Uh, there was good chanting though, and also Dahi mentioned like you know the comedy aspect. Um, there's like one tag team that comes out to Truly Madly Deeply by Savage Garden oh nice and when that chorus kicks in everyone's oh, got their so phones good. out with the lights and everyone's singing they're called it. the besties the besties in the world the besties in the world the besties the, in the, the world the tag yeah. team That's what's it Skanger Bay or something is that one of them or no, Session Mod Session Mod oh my god Skanger Bay fucking Craig Craig I hate to inform you that your privilege is showing Skanger Bay there's no coming back from that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm leaving all this. Like to apologise to Session Mod um, and uh, lots of other people, I presume. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Session Mod has gone from family. being Session Mod has gone from being a uh, like a, a comedy um, uh, Car- wrestler character, character yeah. to uh, being very very serious. So now oh, she's really? learning to like properly wrestle. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was good crack. It's good atmosphere. It's quite a long night though. You know. It is quite a long night. Um, but we had, a, we had a good time. Uh, our friend Michael Fry showed up afterwards for your post-birthday mm. drinks. Yeah, thanks very much to Michael Fry. send you off into the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he, he, everyone was having a good time. But you weren't nice. there, though. No, I was out in Leakslip. I had a prior commitment. Um, there was wrestling, I think, probably on the street somewhere. <laughs> you, at, sent at a distance. you sent a photograph of you passed out on your kitchen floor <laughs> yeah. at like six in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm the session mod. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing some biggie, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, it was entertaining. I think people had a nice night. It continued on after I fell asleep, so I don't know. Okay, also entertaining was Anderson Pack, who played mm. two nights in Absolutely. Dublin this week. We went to the second night in the Olympia Theatre. And I think it's one of the best gigs I've ever been to in a very long time. I, I agree. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Um, it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> like, like, I don't know, It's to, has it reframed the album for you? A little bit. I yeah. mean, I still, for example, I, I still think Six Summers is a dreadful song to the point where I was like, right, I'm going to the bar when he started yeah, yeah. playing that one. Uh, we were in the pit at the Olympia, so we were like right up the front, mm. man. Like, like, we could reach out and touch him, but you shouldn't do that because that's wrong. <laughs> and we didn't do that. But it was amazing. Um, like, he played the whole gig with a smile on his face. Uh, he said Dublin about 217 times yeah but, but his band like, were uh, shit hot like yeah, they were they're absolutely yeah. incredible he had this massive drum set at the back where uh, every so often he would just come in just start playing the drums while and rapping was, and singing and like at one point like we were just looking at him being blown away and he was doing a thing where he was like flipping the the drumstick with his hand and then hitting a, like a, a hi-hat and then like I just turned to you and you were just like shaking your head just going just going like he's just showing off now fuck that shit like yeah, he's just showing off he burst out laughing I, I was just it, I was an awestruck I was like I have to play drums again I need to play drums again oh my god this is so amazing also like I mean like a bit of a pro wrestling flourish to that as well because I mean at, like at the front of the stage there were these like five smoke cannons yeah. positioned upwards and like they would kick in rhythmically like like at the rhythmic snaps of the song so for example yeah. he's doing Who Are You and when it kicks into like Who Are You and they like fucking like shoot up and like it's like blasts of all that kind of stuff and it just added an extra layer the band were amazing he was incredible uh, he seemed just really fucking up for it and that was like night two there was no full, energy yeah. flagging at all the full band seemed like they were 
kind of blown away by the reaction. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. The, the constant Dublin he mentions asked, and he stuff. He asked the it likes to be brought up a couple of times. Yeah, and stuff, it and didn't seem to come from a place of pandering to the audience. It was like, oh, I'm actually having a moment kind yeah. of thing, and that was just kind of infectious. It felt like a victory lap. I mean, it just felt really <laughs> triumphant and real. Like you know, you're not going to see this guy in these in this venue again. He's going to be bigger stages for him the more it goes on. It, do you think so? Though, because I, I so, wonder, yeah. will he make that major? I've been saying for years he should be Bruno Mars. Do you know what I mean? He should well, be that see, level. This is the thing as well. Like I mean, that last album. I mean, we didn't give it a, a massively favorable favorable review. Yeah, or I was anything. disappointed by it. And I think one of the things was that 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 was set up to be. It was like, okay, this is his moment. This is where he's mm. going to like transfer to one of the greats. But as I as I was saying there earlier, it was just it, it reframed my kind of uh, vision of that album because it almost feels now more like just like an advert for the fucking live show. Yeah, and really, I think where he's going to become like a mega mega star is based on his live performances rather than rather than the stuff that he actually records. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think also, like, I mean, the crowd were really good. Like, everyone was really up for it. It was very communal. Uh, although, shout out to that one guy <laughs> who fucking really bothered me. Uh, was it a tall man? There was the tallest man on earth, not the musician. <laughs> oh, he saw that tall guy, yeah. Did you he see was him? humongous, yeah. He and he was, was milling around, right? And he, tall. Dude, he was, like, fucking, like, pawing at his girlfriend like he was waxing a car. <laughs> it was embarrassing. And it went on and on, and I was like, "This is gross. You're <laughs> disgusting. I hate you." Because I was going to ask as well, because I, I was like, "I was like, we're so far up the front now that you can't see most of the audience." So I was like, "Maybe this this will be one of the gigs where Dave doesn't get annoyed by some member of the audience." But nope, it's not <laughs> like, to be. There was one person ahead of him. To be fair, I wasn't the fucking you know the aggressor there. <laughs> also, you're never the aggressor. I am a fucking magnet. For people like gigs who are nightmarish people who just they just materialize. It's yeah, like yeah. some kind of horrible outer limit episode or something. <laughs> How was it for you? You were a little bit further back. Yeah, I very much enjoyed it. It was great. Uh had a nice spot. I could just take it all in. And yeah, like that the most recent material really worked because it had that band yeah. application, I guess. Really, it just yeah. totally switched it up. And obviously with the new record coming and it's gonna be free national doing kind of what they do best that's yeah. kind of good shout news, out by to your sister who went both nights in a row she did yeah yeah, yeah she got t- I got tickets and she had actually got tickets as well for the other night and she uh, there was some last minute will we sell them um, but instead she went with our mother that's who incredible. was up bopping from about 10 minutes in and Unreal. had like the fucking best time I love it yeah yeah she really loved, really loved it I love that visual yeah, mean, it, would. It, was it, just, it would definitely it, be for anybody it was like, a party. anybody yeah, could totally. see that it was like, a party it was very like yeah. inviting very welcoming very warm it was just fucking fun uh, like topped off by incredible performers on the top of their game and mm-hmm. I really really hope that he becomes a superstar off the back of this because that's what was evident to me I was like this guy is a fucking megastar totally like yeah. the confidence on stage was just unparalleled like, it was amazing yeah. I loved it I absolutely loved it uh, but we pivot to some sad news in the Irish music industry Little Green Cars Down they posted a lengthy uh, message on their social media feeds um, essentially saying that they're proud of their efforts they've been like on the go for quite some time they were a very young band growing up there was a lot of hype around them uh, it wraps up that they say that they haven't heard the last from them they did note though that this week's episode of Other Voices uh, they are on it and that will be their farewell bow quote disregard the portion <laughs> yeah, that was crazy like, disregard the portion of the interview where we talk about our third album <laughs> so there is a mysterious third yeah, album like. yeah which kind of also, would lead you to I don't know question kind of, what happened we maybe. have to give ultimate credit here to our fallen brother Cullum O'Regan <laughs> oh yeah because in the in the New Uncle group chat he just won't leave <laughs> he, and we hope he never does he wrote with back, material like this <laughs> he wrote back to, to my news update on this this morning at 10.52am and he said have to love their second album being called Ephemera Now eh 
Yeah, so there you go. Uh, I don't mean to be mean, but I don't think it's any loss whatsoever. What? Really? Yeah. They were a fantastic band. They were wildly overhyped. I liked that first album. Um, the second, I couldn't tell you much about it whatsoever. That album died on impact. Yeah, it was quite odd because they seemed like one of the, like those acts where it just was logical that they'd kind of progress and get bigger and I don't know what happened to be fair they did have an awful lot of problems like there was an awful lot of stuff that like from a personal level the members had some really really difficult yeah. times and stuff of course and that's a lot what that second album is about yeah. and, and there was very much like they even had to take almost years off because yeah. of stuff that was going yeah. on and stuff so I mean I don't know I think like when we really really think about the bands from the last like 10-15 years I think they're really up there I think they're amazing really really good proper songwriting incredible voice especially Faye Rook I think is one of the best vocalists in the country um, and you know I mean they're saying here that they'll they'll be still doing a lot of music and I, I presume that Faye will be doing a lot more now I'm going to throw you a quote from someone who will be not named Okay, their reaction to the news and I quote the greatest public failure in Irish music Jesus. What? There you go. That's slightly harsh, I feel. I mean, Dave Hannity after the stripes or something. <laughs> no, but I, the, I, don't, I didn't take it as someone who was reveling. I thought it was someone who basically was commenting on the fact that there was a huge hype train about this band for a lot, a lot of fucking years. Like, they were everywhere in lots of different ways and it didn't quite connect. Um, there was definitely some issues, I think, with regards to their media perception. Uh, I don't quite know why it did or did not take off, but they were like... In, like people were pushing this band as like the new massive big thing, and they did well. They sold it like they could see the played around you, the world. But they you, met Chevy you Chase. You see why they people mentioned. would do that though. Like I mean, in terms of how they were, yeah, the, they the, seemed like the a level surefire of the songwriting thing. that they yeah. they wrote. I mean, it was on a, a level that like I think the hype was warranted. Like, do you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I couldn't connect to it. I, just I, I connected it was, to it a lot. I, I I really really got into it. There's a song called "Easier Days," like one of my favorite Irish songs. Ever. I just felt like it was a bunch of rich kids reading out poems. <laughs> oh, for God's that's sake! Reductive. That's hard. How is it reductive? <laughs> because it, that's not what it was. They were proper. They were real, real musicians with amazing voices who wrote I think you're really, really good songs. It. Amazing. I mean, like, where's the amazement here? They were fine. Uh, did you see them live? No. What? <laughs> Don't shrug at me. <laughs> uh, they're a talented bunch. I don't know if them being wealthy or whatever is anything really to, to do, yeah, has yeah, any yeah. bearing on it whatsoever. I'm not like sticking the boot in here. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I felt you just said I it was a bunch of rich kids reading bones. <laughs> <laughs> I felt no emotion about them. They were just there, you know. Just like, Quite right. the reducer. That was. <laughs> there was a. There was a. Speaking of reducers, there was a hilarious thing on Twitter today, which I assume was just a coincidence and bad timing, but. Oh yeah, yeah. There's another band with cars in their name in this country. Oh god, walking on cars. <laughs> like I think it must have been a mistake. They're right? not There's like no way. Yeah, because they're, they're not like the contemporaries. Really. About like, about you know. ten minutes after um, uh, Little Green Cars announced that they were breaking up, uh, Walking on Cars put up on their Twitter a picture all of, of all of them together, and it's like the band that uh, stay like plays together, together stays, stays together, together. Yeah. or like friends that play together stay together. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was yeah. a picture of them looking triumphant, like coming, coming out of Wheelands, <laughs> and it was the just last like, car is standing. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the cars running. <laughs> Walking on cars, that is. Gary Good night. <laughs> okay, so basically, yeah, I don't know. I mean, ultimately. They deleted the tweet afterwards yeah, as well. It was I just a it bit was, of bad luck. I'd say it was just bad time. I can't imagine. But also, in Little Green Car statements, I don't think they understand what the phrase no love lost between people means because they say there is no love lost between us in our decision to disband. That usually means that they all hate each other. And they See? clearly don't mean that. But yeah. Clunky poetry. No. Yeah. There you go. Look, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I'm too busy getting upset about Dexter Fletcher getting thrown under the bus to go back to our no popcorn. 
Bohemian Rhapsody was her first episode, of course. Yeah. A lot of talk about the editing in that movie being whiplash-inducing and terrible, even though it won the Oscar. John Ottman won the Oscar for, for best editing. To many people's chagrin, one scene in particular has gone viral. It's the scene where hilarious Aidan Gillen shows up. <laughs> Uh, with his, is this the quick cuts one where yes. you just—it's baffling what's going Every on. Every time yeah. someone like does something, there's a cut, and like Freddie Mercury's like, you know, and you must be Freddie Mercury. <laughs> in his fucking Wogan impression. <laughs> so in that scene, which is Wogan. which is terribly, we all miss Wogan, which is terribly put together. Um, like, and, and people are kind of like jumping on it. Your man was asked about it in a new interview, and he said it was one of the scenes shot by Dexter Fletcher in the post Brian Singer home stretch. <laughs> what a way of putting that. <laughs> Fletcher mostly picked up Freddie's relationship moments, along with the or- origination of We Will Rock You, Another One Bites the Dust. But the storyline also got reordered a bit, and dialogue in the original meeting between the band and manager John Reed no longer made sense. <laughs> yeah, it's real complex, isn't it? Uh, so Fletcher shot that one that takes place outside a London pub. So he basically is like, uh, not me, mate, but the director who came in to save this movie, it was his fault. Fuck him. Did the Academy know about this, and that's why he still got his his gong, despite it being dreadful editing? Yeah, that was the that was the thought, wasn't it? That like they were like because this thing was such a mess that the edit would have would have been like really really difficult. Yeah, I mean, he kind of seems to look like he agrees with everybody else as well. He says, "Whenever I see it, I want to put a bag over my head because that's not my aesthetic." Uh, if there's ever an <laughs> that's extended- not my aesthetic. <laughs> I'm using that as a phrase I'm constantly. Like, I'm, now. I'm, I'm way I'm way more small cuts. Like that's not my aesthetic. Uh, if there's ever an extended version of the film where I can put a couple of scenes back, I will recut that scene. Sounds like a fucking threat. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like fucking promotion for the DVD, to be quite honest. Ooh, if there's ever slick. an extended yeah, yeah. version coming out this Christmas. <laughs> Lord of the Rings extended edition, like yeah, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. So, um, Bohemian Rhapsody extended edition, Jesus. There's also a hilarious detail where it says, like, Altman was under pressure to make the film's first act move swiftly, but test audiences never got bored <laughs> and actually wanted more of the band's early days. Go the fuck. That film sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's still on MySpace, guys? Oh, I was never on MySpace, I don't think. Really? Um, but yeah, bad news if you were and used it as your platform for storing all of your old music. <laughs> yeah, MySpace has deleted 12 years worth of music in a botched server migration. I always love the use of botched in an old headline. Sorry, botched server migration. It's not like someone died during surgery. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Between the years of uh, 2003 and 2015, uh, all that music uploaded to the social media network is now gone. In an email sent to re- uh, a Redditor, the company's data privacy officer confirmed that due to a server migration, files were corrupted and unable to be transferred over to our updated site. I feel like MySpace had one job left. Yeah, right? <laughs> like that was yeah, all yeah, they yeah. were known for. That's like the legacy of MySpace. And I guarantee you that there's loads of people who had bands back in the day who uploaded stuff there then forgot about it and then every couple of years would come back and go holy shit this is the only place that we have this music or whatever yeah. I have definitely lost like four or five tracks from my oh, MySpace really? I think yeah that I'll never see that I'll never see again it's quite upsetting and I'm, I'm sure any person in a band from like uh, those times I mean it's definitely a big deal I think I'm happy to lose all of my <laughs> old bands <laughs> old demos that's fine do you know what there used to be there used to be loads of Jay Paul demos on there now I'm sure people have long since saved them and all that Shit, kind of jazz yeah. but there was hey, stuff look, floating around Charlie, he's, he's going to release first earlier stuff was on, and he's going to yeah. release that album any day now okay so don't <laughs> worry about it any so day more now. Jay Paul then you'll know what to do with <laughs> yeah I don't know I, I, I was just stunned that anyone was like what MySpace you know I mean come on it's over it's all over <laughs> 
<laughs> We're too busy talking about festival posters and Janet Jackson's manipulation thereof, Craig. Yeah, I don't believe it was Janet herself um, that did Definitely this. Was. Do you reckon? She, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, it would appear. <laughs> it would appear that she's edited uh, the poster for the Glastonbury Festival lineup so that her name features first. Fans were quick to point out the move after pop legend tweeted an image of the poster earlier today. One fan wrote, "Oh bless, you edited the poster." That's still that's awesome. Kiss so, and like it wasn't even that much of a change as well. Kiss she changed playing? it from like the 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 right hand side to be like the first thing on the poster on the left. Yeah, on the left hand side. So I mean, funny. Well, let her away with it, right? It's like it's the most pertinent bit about but, that image for where, her fans. Where does so. it end? Where does it end? <laughs> Great. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's another classic case of Janet Jackson screwing with the media. You know, first it was the Nipplegate problem that was obviously entirely her fault and nothing to do with Justin Timberlake. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's kind of a ballsy move. Fair play to her. I mean, t- to be fair, I think the Jackson family need a positive uh, <laughs> yeah, news yeah, story rough time at the it. moment. So I'm happy to let this one slide. It's grand. Dahi, did we verify this last story before we do it? Uh, did we verify it? It got reported on The Independent, but it was still according to The Sun. Right, so. okay. No, because it originally surfaced on like VIP. Yeah, magazine, yeah, yeah. And, and I then was the, like, and the I was like, I'm going to need know, a second yeah. source. The Sun reported, <laughs> and then the, the UK Independent then posted it. So, okay. well, do you know sure. what? Mm, I feel like we should just not mention it whatsoever now because it's more mysterious. Really? People will be like, what the were they talking about? <laughs> I mean, like, well, we had like, we had like a bit. We're All like, right, let's do it. Do you want? Do you want to do it? Or do you want to leave it? Let's do it. Let's do it. George Ezra has reportedly been forced to pay royalties for his hit song "Shotgun" after a claim of copyright infringement from Irish singer-songwriter Derek Ryan. Um, are you a fan, Dave, of Derek Ryan? Yeah. I can't confess that I knew him before this. <laughs> no, I, me I'm quite happy to have him, much like MySpace, scrubbed from my memory. <laughs> Flowers in Your Hair was the Derek Ryan track. Um, I have to admit, I couldn't really get through most of his well, songs. Well, why don't do we just like, do a side-by-side comparison, yeah. shall we? Hit Derek Ryan's music. This is the life. You're as good as it gets. And now let's have George Ezra's music. There's a mountain top that I'm dreaming of. If you need me, you know where I'll be. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like a someone. I'll be riding shotgun underneath the hot sun, feeling like a someone. And now for the crack let's have the Colostrid Lurgan version of Shotgun <laughs> shall we Pay me stocks and glue indeed <laughs> 
uh, Dahi, you don't think there's much of a case here, do you? I couldn't. I could barely hear any similarities yeah. here. And it, what it is, it's it's actually quite worrying because if if they manage to pull this off, then like it's just going to be really really difficult for anybody to do anything. Well, anymore. it's it's the kind of minutia of the comparisons that yeah. is now getting down to it. Like it's the report was that it'll be seven and a half percent of income from the song. So they've clearly just identified this little Singular bit, and little they're like piece, now getting like, so yeah, granular yeah, yeah. about this stuff. Um, and it's probably only going to get worse. I mean, seven percent of shotgun though is. I mean, is it back paid? I suppose it is. Yeah, it's like the dole. You know? Yeah, it's like the dole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. dole. So I guess um, I will say this: like uh, my 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 feelings on this extend to the fact that I once interviewed George Ezra, and he was very nice. So I feel sorry for him. Aww. However, that song has been haunting my office for approximately twelve months, <laughs> and thus, you know, you reap what you sow, George and Dahi. It's time for us to interview Soleil, and then I guess when we come back, you just won't be here anymore. I'm going to be gone. Oh, I'm going to be disappearing. So Enjoy. have a great time. Yeah, Would yeah. you want me to dim the lights on the way out? Enjoy your, your romantic yeah. duo. Enjoy your wildly overrated Canadian rap. <laughs> Sensation! <laughs> Don't ruin it for him. Oh, I can't ruin it for him. He's a, he's fully on the Drake train. I love Drake. That's why I'm going to. <sighs> All right. Well, anyway, we'll have the full we'll reward see you guys later. next week. Have a good time. Do you want to tell us what you think of the album before you go? Oh, he's gone. He's off mic. Coat on. He walked away. Uh, yes. Yeah, so let's have a listen to some Soleil, and then we'll have a chat with her. Delighted to be joined on No Encore by Soleil. Hey. hey, welcome to the show. Why am I clapping? Contagious, self love. Self love, yeah, it's, it's, it works. Hang on, before we go any further, you were saying that basically you want to start the year off again. You want yeah. to start January off again. Yeah. Is January not like the grimmest month though? I don't think it is because you know when it's the new year, you're all like, yeah, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm going to stop eating <laughs> carbs and I'm going to be this health freak. And now it's March and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to finish that pizza that I got like yesterday. Do you know, you're like so you want to do leftover over. pizza. Yeah. That's really bad, actually. That's quite grim, isn't it? Yeah, but you get to do January again every year and usually it's just the same. You forget to That's go true, off stuff know? again. I don't know. I don't know if that Did anyone work. at this table actually do like a dry January or a healthy January? I like, didn't even get close to it. No, not, <laughs> not, even, I not even started. Close. Oh, he's I got a massive problem. Yeah. February. All right, how's Healthy. that? It's going great. Yeah, yeah. Going great. Losing weight as well. You know, I'm gonna get my summer body. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Did you do like summer a? Body. Did you do a tie-in with like the Chinese New Year? Because sometimes no, I, I think I'll do that. Once it hits the Chinese New Year, then I'll start. Oh yeah, then you'll I'll I'll forget when like, it is. February first <laughs> is like yeah, we're starting again, guys. Scratch January, like we're starting again. But um, no, I'm going. I'm doing well. Do you know, on the healthy inside of things, so I'm quite proud of myself. It must be hard going as well because I mean, I don't know when you're releasing music and stuff. It's always so kind of high octane and stuff yeah is it hard to kind of juggle those two things do you kind of get um, home after a while and just be needing to like just do nothing basically no not really because i'm on my toes all the time yeah. anyway so i think it's harder being on your toes to stay healthy i think yeah, it's yeah. easier when you're not doing anything <laughs> to like um wait what am i saying <laughs> wait hold on a minute it's easier to stay healthy when you're not doing anything. Right, yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. you're actually focused on it. But to actually, go, when you're on tour, or you're moving around or you're doing interviews or whatever, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, I can't get like that healthy like so- food or whatever. So you're like, <laughs> oh, just go down to McDonald's real quick or something and grab a burger or something like that. Yeah. But when you're at home and you're cooking and you're like, yeah, I'm going to have some asparagus and salmon. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because you're actually cooking it and you're at home. But when you're out and about like 
doing shows and doing gigs and you can't get that healthy fix you're just like you know what just just for today is that your signature dish salmon and asparagus man i'm telling you (laughs) let me tell you something yeah it's actually hard but you're like you know what you're down in that asparagus because you're like like, you know what it's greens it's really good for you but it's sometimes it's mank and you're just like i'm just trying to be healthy and i'm trying to overdose on like veg and stuff and you're like can we get like a painted painted sole like cooks like salmon and asparagus can you give it down? can you break it down for us so basically i take it i whip it out it's already in like do, do you know them ones that you can get in tesco and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, already, yeah they split in the middle it's there okay cool take it out season it put a bit of like um there's a seasoning that a lot of african people use in their food and it's called maggie cubes okay, okay. and it's banging like it's it's a it's kind of like a a version of uh nors yeah yeah, yeah, nors yeah. chicken cubes. yeah, yeah like so an actual like cube. that but this is like Every African household has this. It's like you just, and it's brown. So nice. Sprinkle maybe two, maybe (laughs) half. Put that on. Put a bit of pepper. Do you know what I mean? So (laughs) sizzle that on there. Put on my oven on 160. You know, not too hot. Not too hot, yeah. Do you know know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like spicy. What happens if you go like 180 or 200? Like, game over. I feel like when you put it in, it cooks too quickly. You want it to like cook slowly so that it gets in there. I'm very impatient though. This is my problem. Like, yeah, that's why you preheat it. Okay. You don't, you don't like, don't put it in like just as you've like seasoned it. Like, you have to actually preheat it and then start your seasoning. Yeah. And you put it in. Put tin foil on the little tray thing. This sounds amazing. Pop it on there, put it in, and then start your asparagus, you know? Like, <laughs> so put it in the pan. I must say, right, we're only like a couple minutes Dave will here, be doing none is, of this. Yeah, no. Dave is a rubbish <laughs> cook. Like, this is, hang on, hang on a second. I was going to say, this is like like literally the most unique interview I think we've ever done on No Uncle. It's certainly the most informative. Wait, we never usually learn things. If you guys do like cooking, like on yeah. cooking with oh. whoever you bring on, yeah, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be deadly, like, yeah, maybe we that could do that. The show. We need, like, I think that would be so cool. <laughs> we like, have a, it could be like a we have a new film section called No Popcorn, so we need to come up with like no cooking, like some yeah, sort of no, like. That'd be sick. Yeah. Is popcorn no. allowed? Like, is that alright? Because you know, yeah, that is actually good for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there aren't there aren't that many calories in popcorn. Mm. <laughs> pivot to popcorn. <laughs> Hang on a second. You say Slowly. I'm a t- you say I'm a terrible cook. It's not like I've ever like invited you over. No, like, but you've like from from what I can gather from pretty much every single time you've talked about food, it's just like I don't think I don't think you're there. Like I don't think there's a lot of serious talk with you Dave Cheerios are the best thing they're going no because there's four of them and you okay like, not the honey one the honey flavored yeah but like it's a weird thing of like it's like shoving a little fucking like fruit gums into your mouth or something you're like oh, no, no, two oh, these I, get, no I get where you're coming I don't from. put fruit gums in cereal just to clarify <laughs> although that does sound kind of okay since we're talking about cereal yeah the hundred, the hundred million euro question. We don't have a hundred million okay. to give away, but just saying, right? <laughs> cereal before milk or milk before cereal? Cereal before milk. Cereal before, yeah. Milk after every single yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly yeah. like wait, wait, tea. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Do you know someone who got, does the opposite? The opposite. Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I I just convert it to cereal first. After how many Ju- years? You just converted. After what? I, do you know what happened when I played um, Other Voices, December 2016. <laughs> This is the first it's good that we're looping music we back in here. To, <laughs> we went to, um, we drove all the way down, and we, I was staying in the house with all the band and everything, whatever. And like, 
morning day comes and we're like, yeah, lit, lit. And I'm pouring, doing my cereal, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like opening the milk, right? And then Tommy, who's uh, my drummer at the time, is staring at me, right? <laughs> <laughs> and my bass player, um, Kenny, he's staring at me. And they're all like... <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, just like whispering away. Like, I mean, I'm whist- whistling away, pouring the, the milk in. And they're like, what are you you better that draw that great. milk yeah and start again and i was like what do you mean they're like since when do you put milk before cereal and i was like what do you mean what what's the problem they're like that's you crazy. can't that, that's how would you just ga- wrong how would you gauge how much you need yeah I don't and, know the, what, and the, the cereal floats now so like- that i do cereal before milk i'm like what was i doing <laughs> you know it's actually mad like, now i can't do can't do it the other way yeah, around now i'm like oh my god it has to be cereal like how are you gonna know how much you need but, but clearly like, was it was working for you yeah yeah. so maybe you just get yeah you just had it down you know that's what i love about life you know you can <laughs> you turn it back you, just, you, you can convert you know you can learn i mean in many ways like the new ep is a concept <laughs> EP about, uh, proper kitchen right, what, what we're here to talk about okay okay no okay. it's like i i just like, i find that like with uh, any musician that we've ever spoken to like i find like i love not talking about the music yeah <laughs> like, i got you i got you because like, no you respect to, to the music exactly because no, no. you get to know us for who yeah we really yeah, are yeah yeah, no yeah. and the music speaks for itself as yeah. well right yeah is that a, kind of a thing that you do when you're writing music though because i remember when um like what do you know until maker yeah. came out and stuff uh that was my first kind of like time seeing you as a mm. performer and i felt like even just from those songs and the way they were written like it felt like you kind of knew you it was like coming from actually right. you so like how personal are your actual lyrics and how kind of are they very um, like you they are personal some of them are some of them are just from other people's stories mm. which is kind of like weird i'm like a soap i watch like it's like people's <laughs> lives are soap operas for me yeah, and I'm yeah. Like, i'm gonna write about this shit. Like, he broke you're taking notes like, like this. lots of material that's good <laughs> but like it's really cool but um love no more was about a real you know relationship a real breakup mm. troublemaker as well what do you know same thing mm. um and then Don't Hold Your Breath was kind of just a story in general. Yeah. It's very like a, it's just about a cycle in a relationship, wanting the person, not wanting the person, then wanting them again. Um, I think <clears throat> that's why the actual video is, is a rot- it's like a rotating music video because it's like the story is a cycle. A cycle, kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. And it happens all the time. Exactly. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I am quite like, I do love telling a story, but I feel like everybody can relate when it comes to relationships and stuff. Like everybody's, isn't a relationship it doesn't have to be like a romantic relationship it could be a friendship it could be anything so Mm. i think i find it easier writing about that kind of stuff but i do also want to tap into like let's just say real issues like real issues that people go through day to day so kind of like um self-confidence and doubting yourself Mm. and all that kind of thing i do want to i do want my lyrics to mean something in general life not just one aspect of life being relationships yeah, yeah. yeah although i want to ask because like obviously that has been a thread mm. have you had a lot of people come to you for relationship advice and also if so <laughs> have they realized that you will then be using these persons <laughs> in order like, to secretly i have like take a notepad yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then what did he do how did that feel <laughs> no not really they actually don't but i think the funny well here's dave people, sorry <laughs> <laughs> <do> you have? <laughs> <laughs> i think people always say like you know when they uh, listen to my tracks and they you know like especially love no more i think was the one where people were really like i relate to this i'm going through this right now it was very real and the beauty of it is when i wrote love no more i was so sad i had like i i wrote on my keyboard my um 150 keys keyboard 
like really small mm. it was shite like it's not <laughs> that great of a keyboard and it was like the plastic ones you know and i like literally was bawling my eyes at writing it like feeling kind of broken like proper like <laughs> heartbroken yeah, yeah yeah and put it down and i never thought in a million years that it would turn out how it turned out and yeah. people would have received it how it was received you know so i think that's the beauty of doing anything that you're doing in life you really don't know what people are going to think of it you know even if it's positive or negative or whatever just put it out there man do your thing because you just don't know and you're quite good at like the sad bangers i suppose so uh, people can relate because it is lyrically tough but it's also it's got that upbeat thing i yeah, guess see that's the thing like I, my lyrics are actually sad but people don't know it's because they're there like giving it yeah, sauce yeah, yeah, on the yeah. dance floor like this is a banger and then I'm like when I sing it acoustic they're like sorry that was really sad yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, like are you okay yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like oh no I'm grand yeah like I just love writing sad songs or putting a dance touch yeah, to it because that's, that's my personality yeah. you know even if I'm going through something that's really sad I don't like like putting that on other people i don't like putting my sadness on other people so when i'm around people i like vibing let's have a chat let's yeah. you know yeah, let's yeah. just be happy because you don't know like you know what somebody else is going through it could be worse than you so you could tell them your sad story and they're like do you know what i'm going through yeah yeah you yeah, know yeah. and somebody else could say man the shit that i'm going through you know so it's kind of like i think everybody likes happiness everybody's happy when somebody's making them laugh or like we're vibing i think everybody vibes through that so yeah. i prefer being like that when i'm around people but um, i'm kind of learning to be more open and talk about you know the negative things that i'm going through. you know any every time anytime i'm feeling down or i'm doubting myself or whatever i'm kind of learning to be more open about that because then i find that people relate to that they're like oh my god like i didn't think that you'd be going through that because you seem so confident and you're so like out there i didn't know that you'd be you know that you doubt yourself or like sometimes you're like i don't want to go out today like you know they you know so it's kind of cool to be transparent sometimes you know yeah i spoke to you about a year ago and like there was a lot of positivity there as well and, mm. and you were you've, you've kind of already mentioned it you were kind of you were concerned for other people you were, mm. you were very much like you wanted to kind of be in a position that people would look up to you mm. as someone who has come out of her shell and also has that confidence mm. now but it's it's something that I think is in, ingrained in us. Mm. Like uh, like I think everyone at this table probably feels the same mm. way. Where it's like we can project a sense of self uh, th- and be like really like you know the loudest person in the room or something. But also right. uh, yeah, there's just a weird kind of vulnerability there. I mean mm-hmm. like through this kind of process because I remember I was asking you about like new material at the time and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean like it is that weird juxtaposition of like here's a track that someone can dance to and if they're not really paying attention to the lyrics, they might really not know what exactly. it's about. Mm. Yeah. But like, is that like something that you kind of enjoy or does that kind of, are you like, no, like listen to my fucking pain, guys. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I enjoy um, writing about pain but making it happy at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know, I don't know if that sounds weird. No, yeah, so like the, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like therapeutic it's, to actually yeah, write yeah. it you know, and then, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every time I perform it, I'm like moving on stage and I'm vibing but I'm singing sad lyrics and, I think in a sense it's therapeutic because you're like mm. sad and you went through this experience, but it shows to me the messages like there's a light at the end of the tunnel yeah, in yeah, life yeah. in general. So mm-hmm. that's what the song, the whole project, the the end pro- the end um, result of the track is like. You're sad. The lyrics are sad, but listen to the instrumental. How yeah. do you feel when you listen to it? Happy or vibing, and mm. that's how you're gonna feel at the end of everything. This darkness doesn't last forever. <laughs> So that's kind of yeah, how you're like reframing I, it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it's like it's weird, but <laughs> it's it's kind of cool sometimes. But yeah. like when I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Like that I, you know, 
right like that (laughs) (laughs) and I mean it seems to be working as well right I mean you're doing really really well Mm. at the moment with there's like such a massive response from radio and stuff like that and then as well as that the Spotify streams and stuff Mm. have been absolutely huge like the radio thing really really blows me away because it's actually sometimes quite hard to get Irish stuff on Irish radio in a kind of a a way that they they're not just putting it up because they feel like they have to if you know what I mean like how how much do you notice the difference when your tracks are being played like pretty constantly on radio do you think it's like a hugely important thing now the funny thing is we I never get to hear my songs on radio all the time because I'm not around the radio all the yeah, time so yeah, I'm yeah, always yeah. just used to it being let's say Spotify um, Apple Music you know iTunes so I'm, it's just on my phone yeah. but um, you know when let's just say people are in the car and they like send me like um, Instagram stories of them like they're like oh my god I heard you on the radio I heard you on the radio and I think sometimes we me i take it for granted as an artist i don't realize the gravity of it yeah of the style of music that i do and we you know other um musicians that i know do it's like this wasn't always played on the radio mm-hmm. it'd be like my style of music but it'll be like some big name in the states or some big name in the uk not an irish artist yeah, yeah. and i think it's really important i didn't realize the gravity of it until obviously i started doing this and i'm like oh snap like this is why people are like this is amazing this doesn't happen this hasn't happened in years this is, that's why there's a lot of underground artists that are like chuffed now that like they can turn on the radio and it's like Jafaris and it's like yeah. what yeah yeah there's this an avenue never, there like, this has yeah. never been done like you know so I think it's only now that I'm actually appreciating it that's why mm. every time I go on radio or anything I'm like yo do you know what guys thank you so much for actually playing our music yeah. and not playing it like you're like oh, let me just put this on there just because but you're like, yeah, like this artist quota. is sick and we need to like support this artist you know yeah. so you mentioned Jafaris I mean like it's obviously a very exciting time at the moment for a diffusion lab and I mean it seems to be like kind of outside looking in that seems more like of a familial thing than just like a roster like it like it seems like you guys are all creating the same kind of thing like, mm-hmm. you're, like you're all moving towards the same end goal really mm-hmm. as opposed to just like oh they have like really good artists on their roster right. it's, it's more like it seems incredibly communal mm-hmm. and I guess like it's it's no surprise for me to kind of see you in that kind of fold because um, again from talking to you before I know you were saying that like youth clubs were a huge influence yeah. on you growing yeah, up yeah. in Balbriggan and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff I mean uh, like do you feel that like you're better with people like like, like it's just like, like mm-hmm. it's part of a collective I think working with people in general will always bring out the best in you I think you bring out the best in yourself when you're on your own and you're doing whatever, but then they give, they bring out the extra 50%. You, you know, you're a hundred percent cause you have to big yourself up, of course, <laughs> but that extra like 200%, it's like, and I think it's fun working with other people cause you just can take the piss out of each other. You just could be like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like a vibe and, and I've always, you know, been able to work with people. I've, I love working with a team, you know? So from a young age doing, when I started doing anything to do with music, like, quote unquote seriously it was like you know with Faroga when I was you know in the U club and we did like we, I remember we did like this gate we Faroga was opening up in Barbrigan and Mary McAleese came down and like you know cut the ribbon and everything and me and my friends were the ones performing when she was walking in and that was like the first time doing something with a group of people that had the same mindset as me and we had the same end goal and I just I've always been in that like um environment you know I've always been I've always thrived in that kind of environment so I do think it is important it's important to have a team behind you anyway any big name has a team anybody Mm. like Beyonce Mm. (laughs) has a team you know and I think people forget that you know the artists we are you know we are doing our thing but 
before we even do our thing, there's somebody who's replying to the emails for you to do the thing, you know? There's somebody that has, you know, the, your schedule there and it's like, you need to be here, here, here or booking your shows for you. And so It's like, I'm not doing it. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm just, I just show up and do the thing, you know? So I think working with a team is so important and I yeah. enjoy it because I've done it since I was like 16 with you clubs and I've, that's why, that's really my passion as well, you know? Um, for Oga, they are amazing. I had such a sick time when I was young, mm. like doing stuff with them. So, yeah, I think it is important. Like, and it's fun to me anyway. But yeah, I don't know about yeah, everybody. collaboration yes. is healthy. That's why I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna invite Dahi over. We're gonna cook together. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> great. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Uh, Dahi recently like uh, moved uh, to a nice swank new gaff. And Dahi is currently recruiting people to go paint with him. <laughs> and I I was yeah. on the list, and I, I I have been booted off the list. Well, oh really? Why? He's been caught. Yeah. He was focusing too much on wanting what music we should be playing while painting, as first opposed to all, actually focusing on the mu on the actual painting. Right? Okay, first of all, the music is important. Thank you. Of course it is. I'm telling you. Absolutely. 100%. Because <laughs> you know that you're going to be following the beat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has to be at a certain speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you play? Which one, which, which solely track would you have for like painting an environment? Oh, definitely Good Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Because you need to you be like. You had that in like, the bag. You were ready. <laughs> no hesitation. Ready. It has to be Good Life. Because like, you're going to, like, you're like, life is good even though I do not want to paint this room for the next <laughs> how many hours, but life is still good. Because <laughs> guess what? I've got a nice apartment right now. All right, yeah, <laughs> nice fancy apartment. Big part of this, my character was assassinated because you were saying like, <laughs> you know, you're gonna put on like Slipknot, and I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> well, that was, was a like, joke. Obviously, that hurt, that was man, a you joke. hurt his yeah, feelings. Yeah. I went deep. I went deep. <laughs> I'm wounded. <laughs> You did display your kind of paintbrush technique as well at the time yeah, as you're talking, you mean, and it looked he, he very did it haphazard. And sideways yeah, while he was, he was miming how to paint, the creative oh, which, wow. was a, which was one of the. You're right. Yeah, that was one that was of the big wow. kind of warning. Alarm bells started ringing at that moment, <laughs> and you were like, "You know what? I think we need to have a meeting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. without him." Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'd be good for morale. I think. And Slipknot. Big up, big up! You're like, go on, guys! You're doing a great job. <laughs> what does the rest of the year look like for you? Um, busy. I'm, you know. In London, gonna be in London for a while. Have some shows there as well. Great, yeah. um, I have a confirmed show May f May eleventh. Um, that's gonna be cool. Um, it's in Academy Two. And, oh, great! Yeah. Uh, see, I never know how to pronounce. Is it Islington or Islington? Uh, Islington yeah, Islington, yeah, I don't know yeah, why yeah. I say Islington. Yeah. It's a nice venue. Islington, yeah. So I'm excited to do that one. Um, and then I'm gonna have some. Um, I'm gonna announce some dates after the summer. So that's gonna be exciting too. Great. But um. Yeah, man, I'm blessed. Honestly, it's a blessing to be doing what you love every day and waking up and being like, well, I have to record a track today. You know, that's <laughs> mad how that's my life now. You know, a couple of it's years great. ago, I never thought I'd be here and be, you know, doing what I do. So I think it's just really important to always remember to be grateful. Yeah, well, I, guess, I guess lastly, I mean, like, like, what do you put that down to? Like, just drive or like... I'm a Capricorn. So I'm putting it out there. <laughs> January 4th, get me presents next year. Boom, boom, boom. But, That's um, why you want to go back to January. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I love you. He, knew, he knows. No. Um, Craig's the smart I'm one. I'm very <laughs> ambitious. Very ambitious. Very outgoing. And I think sometimes I'm too ambitious, but I don't, know if, I don't know if you can be too ambitious, but it's just I have big dreams and I want to be like better than my last project you know i want to be better than my last performance i want to be better than the last thing i did and i'm so hungry for it mm. sometimes i'm like i can't i'm so impatient you know i want to do mad things that it's kind of like you need to you know take it day by day and <laughs> chill you need to relax 
you're gonna get there but just chill you know <laughs> but um yeah so i think it's just down to i think drive and just wanting to be great i guess that's cool. deadly. Well, yeah. I hope I hope at some point you find the time to start a cooking podcast because I will definitely yeah. tune in. Yeah. We'll tune in. We, like, oh we should God, do this, guys. You guys should do it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cook, sick, cook, yeah, Cooking guys. with the Irish music industry. No, I'm not even messing. <laughs> Look, yeah, you heard it here first. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> when when it blows up, yeah, say so late needs to get her credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. But no, guys, I'm serious. You guys should do it. I'd come on. I'll be your first guest. First and I'll guest. make right. some asparagus and salmon. It's nailed in. <laughs> like you know, uh, my my crippling lack of free time. Like, why not? Let's do it. let's do another podcast. Anyway. Another podcast right, so involving I, manual so labor. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so <laughs> Thanks once again to Sole for coming in. Do go and check out her new EP Love Cycle, and check out the rest of the, of the Diffusion Lab crew as well. Obviously, Jafaris we'd on recently. Stride is fucking making waves. It's a great album. And Rushes, his debut EP is dropping as of this podcast coming out. So check all those out. But now, it's time for us to review an album without Dahi. <laughs> this is an emo record by an aging band who went away for some time and are now back. It's called American Football. Catch the fever. With an intro like that, I can't believe Dahi left for a Drake gig. <laughs> Play the fucking audio. Although, Drake is kind of a, like, aging emo, isn't he, in his own way? Are we still introing the clip? <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're introing... All right, um, this, this is a... The song is called Uncomfortably Numb. <laughs> by American Football. The lesson, the lesson, are so much, are so much less obvious. The further you get from the further I get from Craig, who the hell are these guys? Um, they're kind of uh, the kings of Midwestern emo to a large extent. Aren't they like very influential, not a huge um, discography, but um, a couple of quite important records. Well, certainly the first, which was released back in 1999, I believe, Dave. That is correct. Um, it was kind of a watershed moment, I guess, for that genre. They introduced a lot of things that you could hear in bands that followed into the next century. They didn't do anything after for 15 years. Um, then they released the follow-up. They got back together a few years ago, released LP2, American Football Again, um, which kind of found them, I guess, trying to recapture past glories to an extent. It was a bit of a fan-pleaser. They were seeing if they could kind of match those um, um, subdued fireworks from that such an influential album. With this one, they're expanding their palette a bit. Um, it's led by Mike Kinsler, who's been in lots of other kind of bands. Uh, he's quite an active musician, but these guys have a lot of clout. Um, so this is LP3. Yeah, also they're all self-titled American football albums. Yeah. Um, these guys are revered. Yeah. Like, yeah. they are the gold standard for a lot of people of emo, uh, which might be a strange sentence, but, like, <laughs> I was reading the Pitchfork review today and, like, gushing, you know? Yeah. And I wonder, like, it's so strange because, like, the first couple of listens I gave to this, I was like, I'm not really on board with this at all. And, like, I must confess, I mean, like, I was into some emo records, particularly Jimmy Eat World back then, which wouldn't be a million miles away from this. Um, this band, to me, feel like the national of emo. That's kind of, like, what, okay. I'm, what I'm getting from. Elder Statesmen, who are kind of Mature, kind of... Reflective, um, uh, you know, wife and kids happening. And yeah. 
maybe like you know a bit of a a, a, a bit of a dependency on the old booze on occasion, which comes up on this record. Um, and I kind of like I think with Mike Insula, like it's not the strongest voice you're ever going to hear. No, it's a bit, but I think that's part of the charm because it feels like very everyman, very relatable. I feel like the fans of this band probably feel that like they could realistically collar them for a few points afterwards. Not that there's some, that they're like the dropkick Murphys or anything, <laughs> but there just seems to be a bit of like relatable pain going on um, and like kind of lived in sentiment that we can all kind of graft onto. And the more I listened to this album, the more it did open up for me. And I kind of felt that its flaws were its strengths in a strange way. Um, I like I kept I, I kept being kind of mystified by like the lore of this band while listening to them and then going back to those early records where I was like this is all very pleasant and it's all very put together and you know it's kind of workmanlike in a way and why am I not being like blown away because this you know like should be the kind of stuff that would totally get under my skin and like yeah. shatter my heart into pieces it didn't do that but the more I listened to it the more I was like I can I, I think I will be staying with this album for a while and it's then, in- you know, breaking up with it. <laughs> it's interesting you, you talk about their reputation and mystique kind of feeding into it a bit because I did feel that coloured just as someone that wouldn't be hugely familiar with these guys previously. It coloured how I was listening to it and I felt at times I was maybe giving it too much credit in a way. It's a kind of double-edged sword because uh, on the one hand, that kind of um, reverence they have does add weight to what are quite slight songs at times. Um, By the same token, they've clearly been so influential that this can at times feel a little stale just by virtue of the fact so many people have copied them, maybe. Yeah. um, It reminded me in passages of even, they're probably, um, they're kind of, they came up with them around the same time, but Brand New, which I haven't been listening to of late, as people will know, but that's kind of science fiction thing of like the tamed thing, the reflective the I don't know but I felt with this it was lacking a few kind of explosions it was lacking some dynamics um it's very very mid-paced and it's very sway like you know yeah it's like you could easily stick that gif from the Simpsons of Homer at Lollapalooza over it (laughs) but again I kind of feel like that works I feel like this is very like you know it's like it's totally indebted to what it is in that like this album could be called like you know summer's lost in one you know that's what it is yeah. it's like it's 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 for like listening to in your garden like beneath summer stars and reflecting on the past and all the regrets you have or like you know maybe you just come out of a relationship or maybe you're in a new relationship or something there's just something incredibly um magnetic about it despite the fact that like it does kind of have i wouldn't call it a flat line but it does kind of have like there's no like upward curves there's no yeah. like it it holds its pace, but again, I just the more I listened to it, the more I was like, I think that's actually really fucking admirable. I'd hesitate to call it brave because I have to believe that they aren't as limited songwriters as they might appear. I think they actually do manage to explore the tracks within the worlds that they create, but they they don't seem interested in scaling mountains, like you know. No, it is very much an exercise in kind of restraint. But I I just felt over the length of it, and it's not that long a record as these things go, but. Just the constant reliance on quite simplistic kind of arpeggios, and it did feel a bit uh, like it was chasing its own tail a little. Now, some of the melodies are lovely. isn't that what life is, though, mate? I, I guess it is, yeah. Um, and there's, do you know what? He's got some kind of nice um, throwaway lines. I do think he is quite relatable because um, you know emos have to grow up and get mortgages at some point. Um, I feel like the production on it w- with the music, it's it's 
quite nice. There's a warmth to it. Is he a little too front and centre in the mix? Because he's limited. I feel like the murkier vocals would have worked a bit more in this. I don't know. I didn't necessarily want him to be turned down or to or to sing less. I mean, it was never quite revelatory. But again, I just settled into a stride with it. Do you think it would work better as an instrumental album? Because it's not a million miles away from. No, I think you. I think you do need his melodies over it, um, or else it would become quite one note. And he brings guests in. You know, you got Haley Williams from Paramore, which are really well placed. I, I feel. Track, I think they heard. all work. Yeah, Rachel Goswell from Slow Dive, <clears throat> and Elizabeth Pell. Uh, Uncomfortably numb. I mean, like which which not only takes its title from obviously one of the most famous songs ever written, but it definitely creeps into it for a little second there. Um, does he get away with that? I think he does. I think it actually works. Yeah. It works to an extent. It it works for what it is and I guess what it's trying to be, but I think maybe they could stretch themselves a little bit more. Um, I, I was waiting for some kind of cathartic payoff. I was waiting for these songs to have some like sonic narrative where it just took me elsewhere, particularly given the length of a lot of them. Um, yeah, there's like, you're looking at a lot of these tracks are north of five minutes and some are even like over seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, I kind of I, I I by the end of it though I did have it I did I, I live support the last track like the way it kind of sweeps in I did it, it it did for me what emo albums probably should do in that like it did provoke an emotional reaction it did make me kind of feel about again like I mean like I know it's cliche but I guess they kind of are as well like, as just by default or something I did feel like you know it's the summer and like my life ain't working out too well is it you know yeah but also there's a glimmer of hope and you're kind of like that kind of nostalgic thing which fucks with your brain and messes up your serotonin baby yeah well i feel like with this the edge is kind of off the maybe emo self-pity to an extent and he seems self-aware almost wry at times it's never too there are some quite like i guess what you would classify as adolescent sounding lyrics but something about the tone of it and the delivery and what surrounds it, you kind of, yeah, it does have that maturity to it. I'm you, not sure. You believe I, them, right? Yeah, 100%. Didn't feel like a Jimmy World stuff where you're like, come on, lads, grow up a bit. Yeah, but like when he's delivering lines like, forever has to wait, and I'm just like, I can't take another day of this, it does feel a bit like he's just like waiting to pick up the kids from like soccer practice, as opposed to in his room just painting the walls black. I don't know. Yeah, which is a very, like, I guess that's kind of honest and that's interesting. And I mean, like, for their point of view as like pioneers of this whole thing with. I guess as much expectation of a band of their genre are going to have. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like the guy who wrote the Pitchwork review is clearly a big fan of this band. Yeah, yeah. It did read very gushing. It did read very much like he got what he wanted. And he's probably in a similar place of his life as well. And I wonder, like, is there a is there a place in music for a band that plays it safe? I guess there always is because we see it on a mainstream scale constantly. Mm-hmm. But with this one, I was kind of happy to not be head over the head with it and I, I'm i really actually like looking forward to listening to this album outside the context of having to review it because I really wonder if it will if it will work some kind of glamour on me because I could feel that kind of starting to emerge and again like I said my first listen to this I was like what is the hype I'm not feeling yeah. this at all but the more I went on yeah the more I was kind of like I found something within it and it, I'm so it does move t- towards more kind of the dream pop end of the scale the post rock thing which is the, welcome very welcome those ties to punk and emo are probably lessening to extent on this so yeah if that's a direction of moving in um, it's a subtle thing and I guess if they're now a band that just want to tour and have new material every couple of years that they can do instead of the one big albatross around their neck which was the debut 
that sounds like a fairly decent career move. I don't know. How do you feel about the genre generally? It never really chimed with me too too much. Like I just for whatever reason didn't get into it. I'm not quite sure why. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be anywhere near as familiar as you would. So, so you won't be. I probably on need a, to do some digging. You won't be sitting on a porch, <laughs> True Detective season three style, sinking a beer, listening to this now. Um, probably not when I'm in my seventies. Well, maybe next week. <laughs> Weather is getting better. It is getting better. It feels like spring. Days are getting longer. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go 7 out of 10. Yeah, it's a 7 out of 10 for me. But I'm interested to see if that will rise over time. Why don't you tell us about some songs of the week, Grego? All right. Um, Dave, give me a number. Four. Number four, it's Iggy Azalea. And this is Sally Walker. Fuck's sake. Bitches is mad at me, probably mad cause you ain't in my tax bracket. You bitches is broker than glass cracking. You ain't gonna do shit, you just sag ratchet. Play with me, you gon' get backhanded. I shoot it up and look back at it. Lil Sally Walker walking down the street. She didn't know what to do, so she jumped in front of me. Lil Sally Walker walking down the street. She didn't know what to do, so she jumped in front of me. I said, gone, girl, do your thing, do your thing, do your thing. Gone, girl, do your thing, do your thing, stop. Gone, girl, do your thing, do your thing, do your thing. Spoilers. Spoilers. This is garbage. Uh, yeah. She has to be one of the most how was this ever a thing and how is it still a thing? Extremely cynical. Artists out there. Yeah, manufactured pop, just kind of trend chasing. Um, trend stealing on this one. 100%. Cardi B needs to lawyer up. <laughs> she does now. I mean, it immediately reminded me of Kendrick's Humble. So it's it's close to that. So I don't know if, <laughs> if Cardi also needs to lawyer up for Kendrick coming after. Um, probably not. But yeah, it is quite the rip of Cardi B's um, money. It, like it reminds me of you know those websites like Audio Jungle where you can get like really cheaply done commercialized covers of tra- like other tracks and stuff. It's just like really really shoddily kind of like you can love this in a commercial and it'll just it sounds like that version of a Cardi B song. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, totally. There's yeah. just nothing happening with it whatsoever. I mean, I I don't know. Like I didn't. We talked about this track and I was like. <sighs> I mean, like, we'll probably lose that one, right? Because it's Ziggy Z. And you're like, well, it's worth talking about because of just how blatant and shameless it is. But, I mean, I don't... You I, don't even care enough to get annoyed because it's just so I don't take nothing. her seriously whatsoever. Like, she doesn't... She's a joke to me. She's like a cartoon character. Mm. I guess, what's her big song? Like, Fancy? Yeah, I would guess. Um, but even produ- production-wise, we're talking about songs that are fairly recent, obviously. It sounds quite dated. Is it older than that? It sounds like some ni- 90s kind of production knockoff. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know how it got released, to be quite honest. You would assume these people have teams around them at this point, but clearly not. I don't know. I don't know. Number three. Number three. Um Take your time there. <laughs> it's been a long day. It's been a long day. This is um, Saudad, I believe is the pronunciation, right? Is it? I it's a Portuguese word. Okay. Um, it's a super group of sorts. That's Chino Marino from Deftones. A lot of other people. Chelsea Wolf is on this, but I don't think she's in the group. This is Shadows and Light.
was very well done. Thanks, man. <laughs> Um, yeah, so this is, I think, the second song from this side project of Chino Marino's. Um, the last one was released three years ago. Um, it was named after the band, and he just hasn't done anything with it he since. He has so many fucking side projects. Yeah, yeah. There was Pam's, uh, which released one album, I think, self-titled, and there's a bit of that in this. Very kind of dream poppy. And, you know, kind of shoegazy as well, mixed in together. It feels like, you know, a burning sun in your face for a lot of the time. A lot of really good stuff on that record, but ultimately it is very meandering and navel-gazing. Um, then he had Crosses, which was a more aggressive thing with a few kind of really enjoyable, like, punch-to-the-face style numbers. Yeah. But overall felt bloated as well. I mean, this is incredibly dark dreamlike. I should love it. Ultimately, I thought it was a little bit silly. Yeah, silly's a good word. There's some odd kind of guitar tone choices or something that almost reminded me of like hair metal or mm. just, and it felt quite like theatrical in a way that didn't it come felt across. Like, like Lord of the Rings animation. Yeah. Or I don't know what it was. It, like it didn't, all the elements there. I think Chelsea Wolf's amazing. She's fantastic. Uh, on this though, she's just kind of, she's fine, but it just, the, the, it, the more the, I think about the vocal melody, the more I'm like, it's just your common or garden, like Battle of the Bands, um, Banshee Whale or something. Yeah. Along with, you know, the standard like jangly guitars and a lot of down tuning and ultimately it was a bit of a slog, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean she's called it um really different from Deftones and really different uh than my music. It's something special and unique. It didn't feel like a collaboration that needed to happen based on this evidence because there's just no spark to it, really. It's they don't meld in any way. But know. that that's indicative of the Chino Marino thing where it's like outside of Deftones, everything's everything feels weirdly unfocused. Yeah. Do you think it's a maybe necessary evil in that it kind of, I don't know, just clears the decks for his Deftones stuff? I mean, like, what are Deftones even anymore? Obviously, they've had some horrible interband tragedy. Yeah, And I think they've never really kind of had... I mean, a lot of people liked that last album, and I didn't get to either of their two Dublin gigs, which apparently were fucking amazing. Like, so they still have something. Yeah. And then you go back to an album like White Pony, and you're like, well, this is just still brilliant. So I think you're always going to have a bit of love for them, but this... To quote Lars Ulrich's dad, it's just not cutting it. <laughs> Number one, please, Craig. Number one, it's Ways, Blood and Movies. Tell me about Way's Blood, because I was not that familiar. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's difficult to compartmentalise the kind of music that she makes, I think. Uh, there is an album coming, though, a new one. Uh, there's been three tracks released so far, all of which are packaged together as lo- along with this one. I mean, I hate to overuse the dreamscape motif, but it is kind of like that. This is very sci-fi-esque. Uh, she's ambitious, I think. I think she's like someone who's uh, attracted to the more opaque avant-garde spaces, and that's always welcome. Um I feel like, you know, with Grimes currently making a fucking show of herself uh, as like the <laughs> Twin Peaks doppelganger version that apparently emerged when she was electrocuted by that <laughs> microphone. 
<laughs> in the Olympia Theatre that time. Uh, oh, I think we need no. someone to, to look to, and uh, Way's Blood has a lot going for her, for sure. Uh, she's very compelling and captivating, and this song really spoke to me in a lot of ways. I can't get past one element of it, though. Go ahead. That synth is straight out of a Muse album from 2006. Yeah. But I really fucking like this song. I could get on board with the synth. It has this undulating kind of stargazer thing that it kind of worked um, for me. I like this song. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm going to kind of investigate more of her stuff. You really it remind, should. Reminded me, like that avant-garde thing's right on. It reminded me of um, work by the likes of kind of Ray Lynch who did these kind of interesting early synth stuff. Um, just quite... <sighs> not new world or new new age kind of music because that just sounds like a terrible term but just kind of this weirdly holistic take on kind of quite artificial sounds so yeah, yeah it's, it's explorative and I think ultimately it does what it says in the tin and that it does feel cinematic it does feel like you've gone on some kind of journey and ultimately it does leave you wanting more there's there's a there's a nice moment where I think rich textures midway here. point where kind of proper cellos come in and it just takes over from those kind of synthetic sounds and I think that really elevates it as well yeah, on the subject of movies, though, have you seen the trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? <laughs> oh, I have not, no. Is it... Uh, it dropped a couple of days ago. Yeah. I haven't checked it out. Okay. Um, There's not much in it. Um, everything about this project just doesn't work for me. I'm quite, apart from I'm, quite, I'm quite worried, to be honest. Like, I'm I, worried, As the yeah. premise, I'm not sure he's the right director uh, to slash fair, writer like, to be taking like, this Tarantino on. is Tarantino, and I feel like, you know... You're either in or you're out. Generally, I'm in. Uh, I, I I think I'm one, I'm one of the few people who thought the Hateful Eight was kind of a masterpiece. Um, I thought it was great. No, I really enjoyed. I thought it was Return to Form. I thought it was brilliant. Um, uh, two previous films didn't do a huge Django and Inglorious, really? I like both those. Certainly not Inglorious. Django, Whoa, yeah. really? Which, yeah. by the way, turns 10 very soon. How scary is that? It's terrifying. <laughs> it just felt too cartoonish for me. Whereas I know Hateful Eight wasn't exactly reined in, but... Well, this is more of what he does. It's obviously, like, you know, a huge ensemble cast. The cast is fucking ridiculous to this. Like, I mean, it's genuinely crazy looking. Uh, the posters aren't really giving me a lot of uh, goodwill, nor the fact that it's obviously connected to Charles Manson stuff, which we've seen done to death. Um, I'm still there on day one, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's kind of event cinema, I suppose. It um, is. But he's, like... He's never going to do another Jackie Brown, is he really, at this point? It's no. Just, nah, no, it's, it's, it's his own kind of thing. Can I have number five, please? You can indeed. This is The Head and The Heart, um, lead single from an upcoming album, Missed Connection. Put my eyes in the right direction Find myself in a conversation From a missed connection In this maze. Yes, it haunts me. Felt it slipping sideways. Well, I have to ask, right? Yes, I should have done my due diligence on this, but no, I didn't because I wanted to ask the genuine question. Is Brandon Flowers on this song? I was going to say, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, it's uncanny. That is. And what? it's. <laughs> It's new, I think, because I've heard these guys before, and this is a new influence. I also think it's, like, they, they have quite um, folk, rocky roots. There's now this thing where every folky act on the planet will somehow go the glossed-up, weird pop-rock route, and they seem to be following in that form of just, like, I don't know if it's grasping at some form of chart success. I, I don't know. It doesn't work. It's very homogenous. 
It is, yeah. Did you yeah. like it? I feel like you liked it. I didn't like no, it. No, no, I didn't like it. Um, the kind of um, the lyricless vocals didn't really do it for me. Um, I thought their debut, which is, God, it's pushing 10 years old at this point, had some kind of nice stuff on it. It was more rustic, but not in a terrible tweed Mumford way. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think that this was um, an act formed Seattle, um, kind of did the business for Sub Pop. They seem to have a lot of hype around them for a while. Uh, I don't think it's quite been maintained, but it was two guys, uh, one of whom has kind of stepped away for health reasons in recent years, and it seems like some of the spark has gone as well with them, so I don't know. This doesn't bode well really for an album, it strikes me as something that's going to be a bit of a poppy, cynical cash grab, I don't know. My head didn't like it, my heart didn't like it. There's one track left though. Speaking of poppy cash grabs. Am I doing like the potentially xenophobic as fuck impression of their name, or is that bad? Is that bad radio? Come on, do it. I think it's allowed. Is it allowed? Yeah, we're all in this together. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tidar <laughs> Shot of our Club. With talk. <laughs> That's right, it's Two Door Cinema Club with talk. Not I Can Talk, which they previously had. Yeah. Two Door Cinema Club are a strange band for me. I interviewed them once in a public setting, and to my surprise, they were good interviewees. Microphones kept breaking, though, but that's hot press for you. But at the same time, (laughs) (laughs) my my, my resolution going well, uh, they kind of charmed the pants off everyone with that first album, an album full of bangers, an album full of meteor ad soundtracked bangers, and then they won the choice prize at some stage, gave the money to charity, uh, attained big success. I, I'm going to challenge you now, mate. Mm-hmm. So this is off their upcoming fourth album, I believe. So the first album, Taurus History, that was mm-hmm. the big one. Can you name album two and album three? Yeah, album two was Beacon. Okay, aware of that because I remember how disappointing it was. You are correct. It was also on um, the Choice Music Prize shortlist year. I did it, so actually that's why I'm aware of it as well because I listened to it. I should have done. Um, yeah, I was not a fan of that. The third, no, I was such not a fan that it totally passed me by and I couldn't. The third name. album came out, I think, in 2016. I could be wrong on that one, but it's recent enough. Yeah, you don't know the name of it. Um, it's like Mirage or something, is it? Game Show. Game Show Mirage. <laughs> Where did Mirage come from? So they're back. This fourth album coming. Um, I mean, like, how do you describe what Tudor Cinema Club are? To me, it's just like if your fucking toy action figure collection were a band, there's like, it's just very. What's the word? It's It reminded me quite a lot um, aesthetically of Alphabet's Fascination. Do you remember that awful, it's awful not my pop aesthetic? <laughs> Fascination. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's coming from that school of things. It's like there's a kind of dollop of ABBA, but like really second rate ABBA on it, and it's just where have the kind of guitars gone and those kind of no. <laughs> where have the guitars gone? Oh Jesus, I Craig, can't believe I'm one of those Craig. people now. <laughs> Every week I ask you to not bring that to the microphone, and finally it's happened. But you know, like a lot of the, the kind of the best parts of that debut album were the interchanges and the kind of 
funky but not in a terrible way yeah. kind of trade-offs between those there was guitar dynamics. licks and there, there was, was dynamics there was, there was a kind of Franz Ferdinand at their kind of catchiest thing a slight hint of math rock as well you know like, yeah, was yeah. Was, it was interesting um, it was complex enough for kind of pop songs um, and now it's all just I don't know ironed out sanded down Tired. turned into pop nothing yeah, smash. pop nothing I mean ultimately I think this is complete as only they've been a complete as only band since the second album though which is are weird they, <laughs> they work with Jackknife Lee still I think they've they've had him on board for the last couple of records and certainly on Beacon Jackknife Lee to me can I don't know he can cause problems in the studio because he does this style of production that's like it just sounds hermetically sealed and if you're an act that doesn't really have something else going for you, a uh, charismatic kind of front person, you know, songs with something to say, you just kind of get, yeah, sanded down and lost in this kind of... You're loving this, that sanded down metaphor. Yeah, yeah, and ironed out. Um, <laughs> sponge, like the ringing of a sponge, can we, can we continue this? I don't know if the ringing of a sponge is what I'd go for, um, right. to be quite honest, but... Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, this episode of No Encore was engineered by our trusty sonic architect, Eve Murray. Craig, what else have you been listening to? Um, the Brian Jonestown... Jonestown? <laughs> the Brian Jonestown <laughs> Massacre. Uh, the Brian Jonestown Massacre. <laughs> Welcome to Dublin, uh, Skanger mate. Bay. Skanger Bay. I can't um, believe you said Skanger Bay. <laughs> Fucking hell, I forgot about that. Skanger Bay. We're never going to live that down. He said it, folks. Middle class Craig Fitzpatrick. Yeah, they've released um their like nineteenth album, um, and I think their first since the last one, which was nine months ago. Uh it's self titled, um, weirdly at this stage <laughs> in a career. I'm still laughing at it. It was um, fucking ridiculous. If you ever wanted to get in <laughs> to the Brian Jones Sound Massacre, <laughs> this might be the album for you because it's kind of like a nice mismatch of their styles and what they do best, and it's quite consistent compared to a lot of their recent records. So yeah, check that out, Dave. I know you will. I will, yeah. yeah. I, I totally won't. I've listened to a few things this week. Uh, there was a debate about doing the Karen O and Danger Mouse album, Looks Prima. Yeah, we, I gave it a couple of spins, and it sounded very nice indeed. We chose American Football. It is nice. It didn't leave too much of an impression on me, though. I felt it was trying a little bit too hard, but they're definitely... They've definitely captured some atmospherics quite well. Karen O is always a compelling listen, of course. Um, but I don't know if it's anything special. But who knows, man? There's only so many hours in the day. Because I've also been listening to Straight Outta Compton by NWA. Because what? we're doing the, the next oh, okay. No Popcorn okay. episode is going to be Straight Outta Compton. I feel like that's, if I recall, and I haven't heard it in a few years, a very, very front-loaded album. It is. Yeah. yeah. There's like some absolute Stone Cold classics. And then yeah, it's, it's probably more influential than it is good. Would that be fair to say? Um, I mean, the good parts are good. Yeah. Again, we'll get into it properly when we do No Popcorn. Uh, I've also been listening to Surfer Rosa by the Pixies, because it turned like fucking 31, apparently, today or yesterday. 31, okay. Yeah, Jeez. it's one of those, like, someone on Twitter being like, this is now X amount arbitrary year old. Brilliant record, combined with the EP, Come On Pilgrim, of course. Um, yeah. Just some great, great listening. Yeah, very enjoyable. Uh, our exit music this week is also enjoyable. A new act, a buzz band, out of nowhere, out the gate, a three-piece from Dublin, containing some girl band DNA, mm-hmm. which of course it can never be a bad thing. Uh, the Clack is this act. Yeah, again, a lot of people talking about them. They released two songs. We're going to play one of them. Uh, it's interesting when people kind of arrive almost kind of fully formed to a degree. I guess the girl band influence is there, in as much as 
these songs kind of clank together. The, the, there's lots of cogs in the yeah. machine, and it's it's abrasive in the best kind of way. And I guess you know, with girl band potentially on a return no one quite knows for sure obviously we wish everyone well and we hope to hear, hear new tunes mm-hmm. this will certainly do for now I really enjoyed yeah. this tune yeah, it's, gonna, great. it's called Stray by the Clack my name is David William Hanratty this has been No Encore there will be no encore and we apologise for Craig <laughs> Network. Enjoy! Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's. I'm loving it. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.